ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. It's time to talk to our friend Alex Trelinski in Spain and he's on the line now. Good morning, our time. Uh, yeah, good morning uh, and uh, yeah, Happy New Year belatedly and uh, we're in still celebrating here. They they always have these holidays here in uh, Spain. I mentioned uh, before, uh, Tim, uh, yeah. so today is a national bank holiday uh, for the three kings. Uh, so ah. uh, every major town and city last night held parades featuring the three kings who were bringing presents uh, to all the youngsters. And uh, today is one of those very rare days, actually. I think there are only four days uh, a year in Spain uh, where literally uh, virtually every shop is closed, uh, which is doubly unusual because three kings this year has fallen on a Saturday, but the shops are open tomorrow uh, because it's the start of the January sales, the Rebaccas here in Spain. Uh, so I think the shopping centres will be very, very busy tomorrow, our time. Yeah, lovely. Now, just excuse me for one moment because Alistair's just whispered in my ear our quiz winner for uh, that Fast and Furious quiz uh, was John up in the Torres Strait. So good on you, John, and Magnet is on the way to you. Now, Alex, it's uncanny how often uh, what's happening in your part of the world is very similar to hear. Uh, they're putting the masks back on, but not for COVID because you're getting these terrible cases of the flu and breathing issues. Yeah, I, I, and it makes uh, common sense. Three of uh, Spain's 17 regions have ordered the reintroduction of masks, including uh, two of the biggest regions, my region, the Valencian region and Catalonia. Mm. And uh, to add to that, uh, you've had the National Health Ministry is almost certainly going to uh, ask every region to do so. Uh, and you're right, Tim, uh, COVID is reasonably OK. Uh, uh, the main issue has been a big leap in flu, and also uh, respiratory uh, infections and viruses. And there's been some concern uh, that all of this would have spread even more over the last day or so. A, because we have loads of people taking to the streets for the Three Kings parades. And then on Monday, Tuesday next week, uh, the new school term uh, starts here in Spain. So the spreadability aspect of these infections, they're nothing new. Um, You know, we always get the uptick in the flu and these kind of respiratory viruses over the winter months. Uh, The good news is that uh, COVID is uh, pretty much under control here in uh, Spain. Uh, And it makes sense. And uh, so... Uh, yesterday I went to the doctors and uh, I've, I've a supply from about two years ago of 10 masks, so plenty to go out, uh, and you just put one on. There's no real hassle here. Uh, uh, but uh, I think one thing people learned from COVID, hey, it might make sense to wear a mask uh, when you get these outbreaks of flu yeah. or if you go into hospitals and medical centres. So that's been one of the few benefits of COVID, that actually people were more aware of mask wearing in other situations. Yeah. No, absolutely. And look, you know, there's no drama doing it. Just throw it on and get the sanitizer on your hands and you've got less chance of getting anything. Surely that just makes yeah, it, makes it, sense. It, you know, it's no big deal. No. Uh, uh, the, the, the irony is that mask wearing, uh, Spain were, uh, was one of the last countries, if not the last country in Europe, uh, to end compulsory mask wearing in hospitals and health centers in July 
So we're only talking of six months ago, well over three years after the start of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, as infections rose, mainly non-COVID infections started to rise in the last couple of months, individual hospitals started to reintroduce that rule. It's, it's no big deal. We got used to it in all kinds of situations yeah. at the height of the pandemic. So, uh, you know, no, no one's going to bat an eyelid at it. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's a shame more people just here don't get vaccinated against covid uh, and flu uh, yeah. and that has been a bit of an issue to be honest tim yeah now this one uh you know that here there's been um in the other well i think one of them was in new south wales the other one might have been victoria there's been some road rage incidents and they're putting it down to people still being angry and having a frayed temper because of COVID. But you're getting this too, and we get it as well. Uh, medical staff nurses being assaulted in their hospitals. Yeah, I, I, I purely in my uh, region of Spain, eastern Spain, the Valencia region, Blanca area, I must have written about at least uh, a dozen to 20 stories over the last two to three years of people going in to see their general practitioner, their family doctor, or going to hospital. Uh, And in most of those cases, they tend to be men who are losing their temper, uh, attacking receptionists, nurses, or doctors if they don't get uh, what they want. Um, There are some cases where people are under the influence of drugs or intoxicated, but in most cases, uh, they tend to be males, middle-aged, uh, and, yeah, uh, people have attributed the fact that uh, due to COVID and uh, uh, perhaps some of the mental health uh, issues caused by it, uh, people being confined for a bit of time, uh, that, that people's tempers have got frayed and nerves have got edgier, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, uh, you know, the amount of assaults on people ha- have increased, no, no doubt about that, uh, in relation to medical staff. Uh, and it's worrying. Uh, I mean, there's one region... In Spain, uh, in Andalusia, in Malaga, where nurses in hospital are now carrying pepper spray, uh, just in Goodness case uh, that they're assaulted. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, what a sad state to be in. Uh, the health unions over the last year or two have demanded increased security staff, certainly in hospitals. You, you, you can't have security staff at medical centres. Every no. medical centre, uh, mine uh, locally caters for 5,000 people. There's never been an incident there. Uh, but one or two of the larger ones uh, in the Costa Blanca, uh, they've had to employ security staff yep. to try and uh, just provide, if nothing else, uh, peace of mind for the workers to do a great job. Yep. Uh, so it's a sad state of affairs, Tim. Yeah, it is, Alex, it is. And it happens here too, you know, people off their faces on booze and drugs and get into the hospital and uh, cause all sorts of drama. God, but goodness me, carrying around pepper spray, uh, spray, that's getting very serious indeed, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, that's the first time I've heard of it uh, here in uh, Spain. But if he gives nurses just that wee bit of added uh, reassurance, uh, uh, psychology helps them, I'm all for it. But it's a sad state of affairs, uh, really. Yeah, it is. Now, this one, uh, Spaniards do treat their politics very seriously. Uh, We don't do this sort of thing in Australia, but forgive me if I I think, is is it funny, this uh, piñata story? Because I think it is. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's extraordinary. It, 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 it's always, you know, uh, we're used to the piñatas from Mexico, aren't we? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 and the donkeys and the, uh, the sombreros and all this. Uh, but on New Year's Eve, uh, uh, about 300 demonstrators uh, put together a giant piñata effigy, the Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez. They carried it through the streets of Madrid 
straight to the headquarters of the Socialist Party, with Sanchez being a socialist. Yeah. Uh, they then, and I think this is what really got the controversy going, they tied a large rope around its neck and strung it up from a traffic light oh. right to, in, in, in front of the Socialist Party headquarters. So it looked like Sanchez had been hung, and then they started bashing it into pieces in true <laughs> piñata style with the sticks, punches, kicks, etc., etc. I won't repeat some of the language uh, (laughs) that came forward. Uh, But, um, you know, one or two people have reported it to the authorities. I'm not quite sure what law, if any, it broke. Uh, But it's another example of... Uh, and particularly with social media these days, uh, of course, the footage went all around uh, Spain, particularly at that time of the year when there isn't much uh, news. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, moderate politicians actually, both from the right and left, said, look, come on, let's just calm yeah, this down. Yeah, but, yeah. but this is sort of stuff. Uh, to be honest, it raises a bit of a smile. But uh, I think it was the hanging aspect of it that really got people going. Yeah, as long as you don't take it too far, I suppose, yeah. Well, that sort of thing doesn't happen here, but uh, it might not be long before it does. (laughs) Now, you're still doing well, as you should, because Spain's a lovely place to visit with tourism. Yeah, um, uh, kind of my regular update on uh, tourist numbers here. And uh, we've mentioned before, Tim, that uh, foreign tourism... It is a big business in Spain. 15% of the uh, economy, the gross domestic product, relies on tourism. Uh, we, we got the tourist figures for November, obvious time lag, 5.1 million uh, foreign tourists, a million of them uh, coming over from uh, the United uh, Kingdom. Uh, uh, but the bottom line in all this is that was a record figure. It beat the 2019 record uh, figure uh, just before the pandemic. So uh, unless everybody stayed away in December, and I don't think so, judging even by my locality, Mm. uh, then 2023 will go down as the busiest ever year uh, for tourism for Spain. So it's quite a recovery, really, what, two years or so after the pandemic kind of started uh, receding and all the restrictions. Uh, And the other thing I I found astonishing, despite the fact that, uh, you know, people saying, look, we've got inflation all, all around the world, all around Europe, people short of money, they have to pay more. People are still prepared to dig into their pockets and book a foreign holiday, despite the fact that the cost of flights and accommodation have appreciably risen over the last two or three years or so. But people still want a foreign break. They still want to enjoy a bit of sunshine uh, here in uh, Spain. Uh, and it's not just people come for beach holidays. There are plenty of holidays to be had, uh, you know, enjoying cultural uh, visits uh, to all kinds of historic areas like Granada, uh, as well as uh, Madrid and Barcelona. It's not just uh, sea and sun and other things, uh, yeah. uh, Tim, uh, but uh, there's plenty to look at for people who want a different sort of holiday. Oh, yeah, Barcelona is just a beautiful place. Uh, I, I think I've told you, we on one of those cruise ship holidays we did with uh, some old listeners of mine, I took uh, one of my sons, he still says it's the best holiday he ever had, and he would have stayed in Barcelona if I let him. <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, it's, a, it, it, it's a great place. The, 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 the problem is for us locals, uh, Barcelona's about a nine-hour drive from where I am, uh, but, uh, but the costs there are, are, are humongously higher <laughs> compared to here. But I suppose that's, that's true every tourist city in the world. For me, the, one of the most expensive in Europe I've come across is Venice in Italy. Gorgeous place, but by gum, it's oh, expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, absolutely. Now, is this um, the end of this story? Maybe, maybe it isn't the Jenny Hermosa-Luis Rubiales kiss story because there's more on it, yeah? 
Uh, yeah, um, uh, just to bring you up to date uh, uh, on the story, of course, uh, gosh, was it really in August in Sydney? It, 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 it seems like ages ago now. Uh, but bottom line is, um, uh, Hermoso testified in front of a judge in Madrid uh, uh, this week, uh, and she confirmed a statement that she said, A, the kiss was non-consensual, uh, and uh, quite interestingly, I, I thought as well, she elaborated on the fact of the Spanish Football Association officials almost being complicit in, in bullying her, intimidating her to withdraw any complaint. Uh, so I'm afraid the Spanish football authorities have not covered themselves in glory here. Mm. Well, uh, it, it's a complex procedure here, but essentially you, you have an investigating judge sift through all the evidence and then the judge decides, is there a preponderance of evidence that then the issue goes to trial? Uh, the issue being a, a charge of sexual assault uh, uh, by uh, Rubiales uh -huh. on Hermoso. So we'll wait and see. I, I, I think it's pretty certain it will go to trial. Uh, and uh, the, once the judge has uh, finished, uh, uh, you know, collating all the evidence and taking all the uh, uh, oral testimony, uh, with Hermoso being one of the last to testify. So not the end of the story. It's kind of half time to use football <laughs> Well, you know, it still, I think, amazes most people that uh, Rubiales did that. Of course, uh, for those who don't know, it was at the World Cup, Women's World Cup, back in August here in Sydney. And uh, I think we're all stunned when we saw it. We thought, God, what are you doing? So, yeah, not the end of it, obviously. No, no uh, uh, um, uh, m m more to come. Uh, and, and I think what was really... Uh, the bottom line is, actually, I think Rubiales could have gone away with it if he just apologised straight away. Yeah. But it was Rubiales and his goons of the Spanish FA all spending weeks saying, oh, we did nothing wrong, we did I nothing know, wrong, yeah. and, the country, and the country just turned on them. The, the, the Spanish people just turned on them. They made themselves look complete chumps. Yeah, they did. Uh, always a joy to talk to you. Happy New Year to you, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Tim. Bye-bye. ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music, and more. 